I'm Gabby. Welcome to another episode of the Happier Life Project, brought to you by free mental health and wellness app, My Possible Self, in partnership with the Priory Healthcare. And when we talk about wellness, it's a word that gets used a lot, but how much attention do we really focus on it? Wellness is the act of practicing healthy habits on a daily basis to attain better physical, mental and emotional health. And after indulging during the festive period, as you're listening to this, it's probably in January, which can often be a month of restriction and gruelling fitness plans. But can we tip the scale too far in the wrong direction and end up less well, not so healthy, and definitely more miserable. Fitness model, personal trainer, creator of the CrocFit app and health and fitness influencer, Alex Crockford has a refreshing perspective on how we can improve our overall wellness, taking care of our mind, body and soul in a sustainable, enjoyable and simple way. And this is a really special episode of the Happier Life Project because I actually got to sit down in person with Alex in a studio in London to talk all about what are the solid foundations for wellness. Does it have to be super complicated? We all know the basics, but I think we also all overlook quite a lot of simple stuff that can help us on our journey to living a happier healthier life. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Alex Crockford about the foundations for wellness. Fitness model, personal trainer, creator of the CrocFit app, health and fitness social media influencer, Alex Crockford. Welcome to the Happier Life Project. Thank you very much for having me. Lovely thank introduction. You, thank, <laughs> thank you for being here in person. This is really nice. A lot of the podcasts I record for the Happy Life Project are via Zoom, so it's actually nice to see you in the flesh. Well, really similar to me, doing podcasts is often online, mm. so this is really nice for me to be in person. It's a bit of a treat, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I want to like jump straight in with the four pillars of health. Nutrition, exercise, relaxation and sleep. So these pillars work together to keep your mind and body healthy. And first of all, I'm just really curious in terms of ranking them where you would put number one being the most important to number four being the least. In what order would you promote those four <laughs> pillars of health? So we've got nutrition, exercise, relaxation and sleep. Yeah, good question. And my head has automatically gone to, I can't, this is impossible. <laughs> Very yeah. difficult. Often I would think that people, especially in um, the fitness industry where I'm hanging out a lot, would put the exercise up there as most important. But mm -hmm. I know probably from really what is most important from a health and wellness point of view, I would say <laughs> in this day and age is probably rest, sleep, mm. then nutrition, then exercise. But it's, it's real tight margins for me. 
And that- yeah, it's interesting you should say that. In the Western world as well, yeah, we are sort mm. of programmed now to like be on the go and feel guilty if we relax. Yes, definitely. So and I think we've definitely hammered on quite a lot about fitness and exercise and, and getting moving mm-hmm. so much so, so that sometimes that's happening too much and rest and sleep not enough. Mm. Oh, yeah. And they all talk together, don't they, as well? Yeah. Like, and they all work together. And also, like, somebody might be uh, quite sporty, the diet's okay, but they're an insomniac. Yeah. So it's like finding that balance, I think, which I imagine when you work with clients, it's different for everybody, isn't mm-hmm. it? Right? Exactly. Because they're all so important, being a pillar, yeah. it's often about finding which one is the weak point of somebody's lifestyle because some people might be really good at exercise but their diet is terrible or or somebody can sleep really well and take lots of um lots of rest times for their for their mind and mental health but Mm -hmm. they eat rubbish or they don't move enough Mm -hmm. so it's all about finding what it is that's missing from somebody's lifestyle to to really bring them up completely Mm. before we go any further I think we should learn a little bit about you and, and your story. Have you always been sporty and eaten well and healthy? Has health always been like a priority for you? I've always been sporty. I um, I started in sports, in football and basketball, went to college to learn sports and exercise science and then university for fitness and personal training. So I've always been in this world and I started to want to do it for me to be stronger and fitter and healthier and then becoming a personal trainer I wanted to share it with others and just like hopefully everybody realizes that you never really stop learning so back at the beginning when I was um, starting to become a personal trainer I knew hardly anything about nutrition and diet and I've continued to learn more and more Um, Mm. so so yeah that's been my journey from personal trainer and then many years later, creating the CrocFit brand and social media and yeah. now the fitness app. And we're going to go into that in a little bit. I'm wondering because like looking at your social media and you've got loads of followers. So, you know, you obviously inspire a lot of people. But like I would imagine you would intimidate some people as well because you look very lean and fit and you know, you promote wellness and and being healthy. Do you find people are like, I could never achieve that, so they don't even... There's like, well, what's the point? I could never look like that. Mm. Yes. I do try my best to to um, be, be in the middle somewhere of inspiring but looking mm. achievable, but I do very regularly get comments like that, like mm-hmm. it's, it's too difficult or I don't know where to begin or... Um, it's impossible for someone like me to achieve results like that. Um, and I often respond with with helping them realize that this is me, my journey, and years or decades of training and being really mm-hmm. dedicated and excited about it. Um, whereas what you should be focusing on individually is you and yourself and your personal journey and not not trying your best and striving to look like me, but striving to be your best self or your your possible self mm. you're reaching your your optimal um self in in mind body and fitness and whatever that massive mountain is that you're looking to climb it's mm. much easier if you just focus on the small things the mm-hmm. um the, the step by step because often they they mount up for you getting closer up that mountain mm. 
And the same applies when you're going to the gym or you're in a sports club or a community and you see maybe somebody like me and you're a beginner. Um, but in those circumstances, again, it's important just to use it as inspiration if you want, but focus mainly on your path, your journey and where you are. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, love that answer. We all know the basic principles, right, at this point of like being healthy, as in we should eat lots of fruit and veg, we should drink two litres of water a day, we should avoid the fast food places, we should reduce our alcohol intake. Why do so many people choose to completely ignore that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's mindset, isn't it? Mm. You're totally right. We are now in a place where uh, we all pretty much know the basics, um, but I think it is mindset, and that can be broken down into many reasons why somebody might not be taking action, whether it's um, the the lack of a goal or self-belief that they can make a change or um, the willingness to do it, or like the previous question, is feeling like it's too much to change at once. I've, mm -hmm. I've got to increase my exercise. I've got to lift weights or go running. I've got to meditate now. I've got <laughs> to change my entire diet. It's, yeah. uh, it's a lot to change at once. So yeah. I think that can often um, put, put people off making any changes mm. sometimes. Do you think they see it as well as more of a chore than a pleasure? Like for me, eating healthily and nutritiously is a joy and if I eat too much junk especially if I'm doing a lot of traveling I feel rubbish and it does take its toll not just you know physically and mentally actually more so yeah. and emotionally I'm yeah. like I just want my vegetables yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of people don't think like that yeah know? totally I, I feel exactly the same if I haven't had anything um, green or natural for a few days yeah. I think exactly the same I think it comes down to self-awareness you're able to listen to your body and feel what makes you feel good um, whether you're really hydrated or eating healthy food um, I think coming from that place of self-awareness listening to your body and your mind and realizing that everything external coming in plays a part about how you're feeling from mm -hmm. whether that's um, the diet you're eating or the people you spend time with or the social media mm -hmm. uh, you're you're spending time doing all of this is playing a part coming in and mm -hmm. if you're able to link how you feel with those things then I guarantee most people would be able to realize that the junk food has a negative impact when it's continuous mm -hmm. rather than healthy food mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah I agree absolutely the Global Wellness Institute defines wellness as the active pursuit of activities, choices and lifestyles that lead to a state of holistic health. And then I was reading a little bit more and I'm going to share my research. Wellness is not a passive or static state, but rather an active pursuit that is associated with intentions, choices and actions. It's like what you said, mindset, basically, as we work toward an optimal, optimal state of health and well-being. So basically, we have to put in the work and invest in ourselves, right? Yeah, and that it's ongoing. There's no, there's no final destination, which mm -hmm. is what often people may think health or fitness or wellness might be. But that mm -hmm. sentence to me said it's, a, it's an ongoing pursuit. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel more positive about it because I know that I don't need to be perfect right now or mm -hmm. tomorrow. It's about what can I do today to work towards something that is 
pushing me further down that line of the pursuit of of holistic wellness mm-hmm. and we can restart any time right so yeah. if we do have a, a few naughty days say or it's just been a bad week or whatever it's not like well that's it then you know yeah. case closed i'm an unhealthy person like and also we've talked about how neither of us like the new year new me there's nothing wrong yeah. with the old you right and so why do we have to wait until january 1st yeah. to start that's like oh well i'll go nuts over christmas time and then in january i'm gonna like restrict my food intake put myself through a grueling fitness schedule and then you know come mid-january or Mm. late january then a lot of people feel worse right yes i'm i'm often talking about this topic all year round but especially new year because this over strict restriction behavior only leads to one path which is failure falling off and either binging or falling off of all your habits Mm -hmm. and I've been in that cycle myself back in the early days of fitness modeling and going for castings and trying to look my best I didn't have the best relationship with um, my lifestyle with uh, training and nutrition so I know what it's like to overly restrict myself for weeks and weeks when the event is done let's say for a casting or a photo shoot or for other people maybe finishing a month of January or maybe mm-hmm. not finishing a month of January get or get to the weekend um, have some bad food and then that leads to a bad weekend and then a really bad week because yeah. oh, the diet starts Monday so I better eat as much I can now <laughs> right, or yeah. just and that's not good because you go back into the over restriction and then you're stuck in a cycle and yeah. the best way to get out of that is exactly what you're saying which is um finding the continuous path of ongoing improvement and you don't need a new version or a new you and also enjoying the process if you're Mm. if you're restricting or or working too hard or or building artificial habits which you know are unsustainable it's not going to be there in the long run Mm. so when new year comes around if you're listening to this probably around that period make sure that you're staying aware of the the habits that you're building and are you able can you think will i be able to maintain this for a month six Mm -hmm. months two years five years Mm -hmm. if so then it's something that i can build into my life and it doesn't mean changing too much too soon just little things sometimes january Mm -hmm. people try to change everything <laughs> yes, let's break down this more. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole, as I like to do when I start researching a topic, um, to break down basically this like pillar of wellness model. So, and I'd really love to know what you think about it. In 1997, Dr. Margaret Swarbrick coined the wellness model, which outlined the dimensions of wellness. So this has been used as a base for what is often called the eight pillars of wellness and refers to our physical, emotional, social, spiritual, intellectual, occupational, financial and environmental wellness. So if we're looking at wellness as this like multidimensional machine in order to feel our best, then I'd love some examples on we're not going to break down all Mm. eight and I've kind of tweaked it a bit. But Mm. if we start with the physical nourishing a healthy body in terms of that sustainability for people maybe not just starting out on this journey, but maybe restarting on this journey. Yeah. Um, where would you go? Um, I would say, first of all, uh, activity of some form to get the heart rate up, to be out of breath, 
to get moving. Mm -hmm. And that can mean anything to anybody, whether that's um, an hour of walking or cycling or swimming or um, jogging. And it, if you do that regularly to Im improve your heart health, as well as all the other aspects of the, uh, of the pillars, mm -hmm. um, then that's one thing. And then secondly, to partner with that is some form of resistance training um, to build strength, mm -hmm. to have muscle, to have a good metabolic rate to prevent um, fractures and, and, and falls and gaining stability as you get older and, and mm -hmm. things like this. So that doesn't mean bodybuilding in a gym. It can mean a whole variety of types of resistance training. Mm -hmm. but that could also mean um, squats and push-ups and planks at home as you get older. Mm -hmm. or yoga or, or I anything. I was yeah. going to say like <laughs> yoga and Pilates, yeah. would that fall into that resistance yeah. training bracket as well? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Good, because <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see me lifting weights exactly. anytime soon. And it doesn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> Back to those four pillars that we were talking about at the start in, in terms of health. So people who exercise regularly tend to do so because it gives them an enormous sense of well-being. They feel more energetic throughout the day, sleep better at night, have sharper memories, and feel more relaxed and positive about themselves and their lives, it's also a powerful medicine for many common mental health challenges. So um, regular access apparently has a very positive impact on people that suffer from depression, anxiety, and ADHD. It also relieves stress, improves memories, helps you sleep better, I've already mentioned that, overall mood. Um, but yet everybody, no matter where you are on your fitness journey, struggles with, I can't be asked today. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, in terms of motivation, and again, it's like we know moving our bodies is good for us, but, mm. like, especially in those, like, winter months and, uh, you know, January, February, March, when yeah. it's, like, dark early and stuff, like, there's a lot of, well, I should do this, but I can't be asked. Let's watch Netflix instead. Yes. <laughs> um, I agree. And I've spoken to a lot <laughs> of people already with the with the m winter months approaching and the mm. shorter days. Um, I think it's doing your best to limit the the barriers to entry so if if your old routine used to be um getting out and going to the gym which is a 15 minute drive away or something like that but now you, you feel like just being cozy and you can't be asked to go out is not just holding on to your old behavior but seeing if there's a a different thing that is going to be better for you to access yourself right now so adjusting if it means that you're going to do it um, mm. by, by limiting the barriers to entry. Um, but also sometimes it's overwhelming going back to like the small steps um, with the overall habits. It's the same with exercise as well, is if it's like a whole full one hour workout or something that's not very enjoyable for you, then mm. you're gonna find all the excuses you need to not do it versus something really small that you think, oh, this will just take five minutes. And often, more often than not, that five minutes, actually, once you've got started, that then inspires you to do a lot more. Because what I find when you commit to something small, mm -hmm. um, it then inspires you to think, oh, well, I, I can do that. And then you th then have this snowball effect of, of wanting to do the next healthy thing for yourself. Mm. And then in terms of like moving our bodies for our mental and emotional health, um, some benefits or some benefits, some different exercises that go beyond the kind of physicality, uh, yoga, obviously, dancing, Tai Chi, these kind of activities can help. I mm. think swimming is good as well because you can get quite meditative in that. Yes. 
if you can yeah. stand the cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it. The ones you mentioned are a bit more of a um, a meditative state where it's aligning your mind and your body as one rather than just doing push-ups to gain chest muscle, which mm. is fun for me. <laughs> but it's also doing doing the yoga and the tai chi and the swimming. You're able to really find that connection with yourself and your breathing. And like you said, that's shown to really improve your, your mental, emotional well-being. What's your personal favorite type of exercise? What do you love to do the most? Oh, God, I, it's really hard to answer. I do a whole variety. Uh, right now, I'm really enjoying home workouts, 30-minute strength and hip workouts. But every morning and every evening when I can, I'm loving a bit of yoga or just a standard stretch routine, which mm -hmm. is very important in my routine, which I really enjoy that, that time. But then again, I've really enjoyed my periods of time where I'm in the gym weightlifting as well. But something that is underrated, I think, is sports and playtime. Mm -hmm. And often I've spent so many years just doing fitness for fitness and exercise um, that I've recently enjoyed getting back into tennis and golf. And I've realized that I'm so much more present. It's great for my overall um, emotional and um, mm -hmm. and mind mindfulness because I'm so present and just enjoying the playfulness of it mm -hmm. rather than thinking this is burning calories or building muscle or getting me fitter it's it's more of a actual enjoyment mm. well you've just perfectly segued into the, <laughs> the next um, kind of pillar or foundation which is communities and social connecting and engaging with others and our communities in a meaningful way so I think this is the perfect time to talk about crop <laughs> and tell us all about that and how it begun and and I've seen mm. on your Instagram and stuff you definitely are cultivating community there yes um I started it many years ago from being a personal trainer and building social media up I started by selling a, an online program but it eventually built up into an app a few years ago and an amazing community and the community was was built before building the app and I think that was is the real key thing that I've leaned into because what I've noticed with fitness and a fitness journey for many people is like you said we often know what to do mm. we often <laughs> we often know uh, what to eat or or not exactly but the overall guidelines but we don't do it and I found community and support is one of the biggest ways to hold people accountable make mm. them feel like they're part of something bigger um, and have a a, a positive place to hang out and talk about their journey, which inevitably really um, helps them on theirs. So, mm. so yeah, we've got we've got a community of people all over the world, um, getting fitter and healthier and happier. Hopefully, mm, nice. <laughs> okay, in terms of like our mental well-being, I know this is something like you really advocate um, as well. In in terms of like wellness and again nourishing our mind as much as our body mm. um what's what works for you what do you like to do to look after your mental health time in nature for mm. sure and if you can partner any of that exercise like the walking and the jogging or the cycling um i mean if you can tick off lots of these wellness elements together in your life and right. and, and have them merge and intertwine with each other in one single day then that's amazing but mm. time in nature for sure disconnection um from 
external stressors, whether that's work or social media or a laptop or technology. So some form of disconnect so you can reconnect to yourself and who you are, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, for me, when I find that I am really nourishing my mental health is when I've successfully managed to switch off these external forces so that I'm able to go within instead mm. and really be with myself and understand who I am um, spiritually. And, and are you into breath work as well? Yes, mm-hmm. I, I see breath work as a, as a part of that process sometimes to help me gain that presence as well. Um, I find if I w- were to do, well, breath work sometimes really helps me just uh, relax if I needed three or five minutes to just, oh, I need a break. Let's just do some slow breathing lying down. That's one one way I really love to do breath work. Um, and other times some more of a transformational, longer, uh, intense breath work to get more presence before a meditation or something like that, mm. I find useful as well. Mm. And then thirdly, I was just going to say one more in there. I would say the community element as well, the connection with others. So so whether that's your family members or friends or your health and fitness tribe that you love to meet up with digitally or face to face or walking with people that I see uh, major as well. Mm. Touching on sleep real quick. Do you ever have any clients or any of your followers on social media that say, oh, "I really can't sleep. I'm having real. I'm really struggling." And do you have any advice for sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for absolutely. Good sleep? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think sleep is all about the routine, um, approaching the evening, and also the morning. It's it's not just the process of getting good sleep during the night. It's the whole twenty four hours a day that impacts Mm. that sleep so uh, your nutrition your circadian rhythm which um, is all about you being consistent with the time that you go to bed and the time that you wake up but also um, getting in sunlight as well not just waking up um, staring at a screen and then powering in the caffeine but getting out getting sunlight even if there's not much Mm. (laughs) or at least getting outdoors or at least not um, staring at a screen immediately that's one thing but also the evening routine, making sure that you're, you stop eating two hours before going to bed so that you have that initial di- digestion complete, which will um, help. I think many people yes. struggle with that, myself included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, if we're, if we're late night eating and, and then trying to go to sleep. It's, you might still get to sleep, but the, the initial phase of your sleep might not be as high quality if the body's focusing on the digestion yeah. rather than the um the recovery the body is needing um so i'd focus on that the caffeine mm-hmm. um s- making sure that we have a, a good one or two p.m cut off so that we start to get caffeine out of our system by the time we're going to sleep and then is the wind down process it's very very common for me included to be just smashing the work and the technology stuff all yeah. the way up until yeah. <laughs> bedtime and then put my head on the pillow and either I can't sleep because my brain is wired and my mind is wired um, or my system is is awake because of the the light or I do fall asleep but I still feel really groggy and nasty in the morning either way so it's hard when you're working hard and you're either in business or you're 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 at work but really trying to get that that hour 
before sleep that you can dim the lights, not look at screens, yeah. try to either do your meditation or reading a book or having a bath or something that because that will really, really improve your sleep. Mm, I've noticed like I don't ever do it, but there was two nights last week where I like watched Netflix in bed. And, yeah. you know, it was like you end up like you watch one episode and you end up watching oh, yeah. another one. That old classic. <laughs> so I went to bed maybe just like an hour later than usual. But I slept terribly both nights mm. that I didn't. I was like, right, that's it. I'm not doing that again. I yeah. noticed straight away that like my brain was completely mm. wired. I don't yeah. usually like take my laptop into my bed. <laughs> it's very just, tempting sometimes. Yeah, and then once you get know, started. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Slippery slope. Yeah. OK, I want to move on to nutrition, which is another very big one. Emotional eating and binge eating, I think a lot of people struggle with this as well. And then the more you think about the food that's in your cupboards, myself included, mm -hmm. it's like I've opened up this packet of biscuits. I know they're still there. Oh, maybe I'll just have one more. Oh, if I make a brew later, maybe I'll just have a couple more. And then again, you're on that slippery slope. Yes. Um, any tips for discipline and um, resistance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, my mind's going off in many directions. First, I guess, um, similar to what you were saying before, that it's progress over perfection. So first of all, realizing that having a perfect diet isn't possible and that you are allowed to not be perfect so that that hopefully prevents binging so that you can be perfect tomorrow mm -hmm. once you've messed up a little bit. So reframing that in your mind is is really important, first of all. Um, and then secondly, if you are being restrictive, then of course you're going to have cravings and and want to eat bad food and, and sugar because you're hungry and need food. So really just try to fill your diet with as much good food as possible. When you do that consistently, the cravings decrease and you end up not really wanting to eat bad because you're satisfied from the healthy food you're eating. And then thirdly, I guess more spiritually founded what I'm realizing myself is that my cravings and bad food urges are much less these days and I think it's because I don't know I'm uh, finding happiness within me rather than reaching out maybe this is more of a, a deeper okay. answer um, well again so, they're all inter intertwined yes, aren't they? yes they are um, and often emotional eating we're just like any form of reaching out, whether it's procrastinating from work or 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 um, any unhealthy habit, mm. emotional eating is often to fuel something that we're not happy with confronting right now. Mm. And when you confront the real problem, however hard it is, you're able to process that, which is difficult. <laughs> and then you're not reaching for the unhealthy habits. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to bring this, I don't want it to make it all about yes. me, but I'm going to bring it up because I think it's relevant. Uh, like for me, t well, two things, boredom. Yeah. Then that, that will make my mind wander to, if I'm doing a tedious task, then that'll make my mind wander to oh, a bit of a sugar hit because I've got a sweet tooth. And also now, post-pandemic, a lot of remote working. So you're in the house and you could be like, you know, a couple of meters from your cupboards and fridge. So again, it's like calling your name, no? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> on on that point, because I've always um, worked at home mostly, but I I've heard it a lot. Similar thing to what you just said about having a structure and then coming home where there may be either less structure or 
it's all available to you in your fridge and cupboards. Um, you can do a standard thing of just just trying to create a like a, a meal plan for yourself. Like these are the these are the five meals that I'm going to have today. They're planned out. I know what they are, including the snacks and everything. And then maybe even know what time they are in the breaks around work. And that might be a step in the direction of helping you prevent the the reaching out so that you know like well it's it's snack time (laughs) in half an hour so I'm just gonna wait for that yeah yeah (laughs) that's helped me what about healthy snacks as well like if we just know we're a snacker because some people are what what would your go-tos be if you like you know fancy a bit of an energy boost and you don't want to reach for a chocolate biscuit Mm. say yeah yeah if you're if you're a grazer and a snacker that's fine just have the, the healthy things available um, fruits and, and vegetables that are just so low in calories that you can keep snacking on. There's um, blueberries, raspberries, carrots, celery, <laughs> peppers, cucumber, yeah, all the fun a stuff. There's people listening <laughs> okay. now thinking With, that doesn't oh, beat a packet of, no. <laughs> you know, Pringles or whatever. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. Or you can, yeah, I guess rice cakes and peanut butters. You can yeah. be, be exciting with it, but it just takes... You can find whatever floats your boat in the healthy range, what excites you. If it's not peppers and cucumber and celery, <laughs> then find the thing which is healthy. I have a, I have a like a hundred page nutrition guide for my um, croc fitters in my app that that helps them do this. So there's like a big list of healthy snack ideas that they can they can reach to so that um, they realize snacking isn't bad. It's just finding something that they enjoy that they can consistently go for do you advise on calorie counting dependent on the person and the goal and their um mental approach to it um i think it's great i love it i i have gone through a process of maybe being slightly unhealthy around it and out the other side that i have a really good relationship with it Mm. if somebody either has had um, history and eating disorders or just doesn't enjoy doing it or it really affects their mental health in doing it then no it's not worth it and most people's goals which are to be healthy and maybe slimmer or happier then you don't need to calorie count you just need to most of the time improve your nutrition and, and be healthier around all the elements that we've spoken about mm. if someone's goals are to reach something quite specific or um, more of a niche goal of building muscle or they really just want to lose one more percent body fat or something Mm. and they've lost a lot already, then the more specific the goal, the more specific the requirements. So I do often help people look at that if they're happy to do so. But Mm. it can be um, really focused on too much sometimes that you can be eating the right calories from really just non-optimal foods right. and you'd be getting better results if you just focused on healthier foods and not even calorie counting yeah yeah and i think a lot of times the goals are unhealthy ones as well aren't they or not necessarily what they should be in terms of like you said oh i want to like lose x amount of body fat. well maybe that is a good one for some people depending on your level of body fat but like i want to get down to this dress size i want to fit in these pants mm. um you know, versus I want to optimize my heart health or I want to live for an extra 10 years and the actual facts of eating nutritious food versus eating processed food. Exactly. And often when you focus on those goals of performance or health, the the goals that shouldn't be your focus end up improving normally anyway. 
Yeah. My mum said to me, and I was really offended by it, we went on holiday recently and she said, you eat like you always on a diet. And I just love healthy food. So I eat a lot of fish and veg and fruits and that's what I enjoy. But I don't restrict myself at all. Yeah. But that's just the way I'm wired. And, <laughs> and I was really offended by it because I was like, I've never b been on a diet, like, yeah. really. And I think a lot of healthy people <laughs> will resonate with that because when somebody who has healthy habits, who likes to choose healthy food over bad food on a regular basis, will often find themselves in a social occasion or family occasion to receive similar comments like that. Um, mm. And... It, yeah, don't feel bad for the healthy choices you're making, <laughs> for sure. Right. <laughs> and often people see it as diet food, and that's you can see why they're always on a diet because that's how they see that food. It's not diet food; it's healthy yeah, food, it's that, you food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you should yeah. eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so many good fats as well, you know, like coke. Yes. Anyway, well, it's not, again, yeah. it's not about me. It's not about me. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about supplements? Like, do you advise, should we be taking? I know this is quite, again, generally mm. speaking. Yeah, it's a, it's a big industry and it's confusing to know where to go with yeah. it. Um, I think supplements should be seen for what they are, which is to supplement your healthy nutrition. So I always advise people to focus on their whole diet or whole nutrition approach as one rather than eat rubbish but see which supplements can can help me <laughs> you should really focus on the foundation first and once that's in place there may be some supplements that are worthwhile having um, as a part of your routine depending on what your goals are and it might be health type supplements like multivitamins and vitamin d in england in january <laughs> maybe yes. if if you say get outside in the sunlight first of all there's like not much and secondly it's freezing so i've got all <laughs> layers on so yeah. it's only my cheeks which are getting sun which is nowhere near enough so maybe vitamin d omega-3 um, and things like this but then there could also be if you are doing resistance training and strength training then a protein powder i think mm. uh, is a is a normal supplement to have these days mm -hmm. so looking for a good quality protein powder is is often useful which mm -hmm. of course you want to be looking at a high protein diet from your nutrition mm. And a protein shake isn't going to be a magic pill. It's just a part of the whole the whole nutrition approach. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so as we're starting to wrap things up, I've got a couple more questions. Again, going back to the fact that many of the people that listen to this episode, it will be in January when it's released. And, you know, they're just basically fed up. They've tried these diet plans. They've OD'd on the mince pies and everything over Christmas and all the parties and the drinking and you know they're, get, they're still getting their new year new me stuff and then they're just they're just really fed up maybe they've fallen off the wagon maybe they're thinking about falling off the wagon the spotlight is yours what do you say to those people <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's like summarizing everything we've just spoken exactly. about really <laughs> yeah exactly go into something that you know that you're going to be able to do long term you're going to enjoy it Make sure there's a community element to it so you're not going at it alone, but that you're with people. And yeah, to realize that you don't have to get all the results in one week. Think about the results you're going to get over the next year and two years. And if you're feeling really fed up now, just try to promise yourself that you feel less fed up maybe this time in a year. Even if you do splurge out, 
that you don't feel negative about it because you know that your healthy habits are in place mm. and that you have full faith and trust in your lifestyle that you know that you could eat bad or not exercise for a week and it not matter because you know your lifestyle and your your routine is is powerful to you but mm. but lastly is to uh, look at all the the pillars of wellness that we've looked at today as all connected and and um, merged together so it's not nutrition by itself and workout by itself and meditation and nature all as indi individual elements but how to bring them all together in one so that they're a part of your life because they really do massively help you might not think that going for a walk out in nature helps you stop eating um, bad food or reduce craving and that I might not be able to say for real in a science journal but I know for sure that yeah. it does yeah as well as many other aspects like sleeping at night if you've yeah. had a good brisk walk mm -hmm. oh yes yes great advice <laughs> Alex okay last question I ask every guest to set us some homework based on the theme of the episode so in this case what is a simple actionable first step we can all take on our wellness journey wherever we are on that that will help us on our way to building a happier, healthier life? One actionable step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one small step for man. <laughs> yes. I would say to take one step at a time, one day at a time, Yeah. and to realize that whatever, if you've messed up or you've fallen off or you've had an amazing day, just remember that it's it's today and that you'll be building on your journey tomorrow and the next day mm -hmm. don't get overwhelmed by the massive journey ahead the hundred days ahead mm. just focus on today what's also coming to my mind is is journaling or writing down or kind of connecting to your goals and, and where you are and that process of um, being aware of of where you are and where you're looking to be and looking at that every day or writing it again every single day as it changes and adjusts helps connect you to where you're going because often mm. we just get stuck in the repetition of each and every day and we we feel inspired and motivated when we're looking forwards towards mm. something we've got to make this fun haven't we we've got to enjoy it and yeah. i think like you said taking it one day at a time and then actually feeling better you do start to enjoy life more which is the whole point of yeah. you know got to enjoy well. it <laughs> got to enjoy it smile have a good time and if you're not you're doing it wrong oh <laughs> love it alex crockford thank you so much so thank for more you. on you facebook it's alex crockford fitness twitter and instagram at alex crockford youtube your name alex crockford um website is www.crockfitapp.com we'll thank add it to the show notes as well so <laughs> thank you very much thank you very much <laughs> Hello, it's Gabby back with you. Gosh, it was so nice to sit down in person with Alex Crockford talking all about the foundations for wellness. I really hope you got a lot out of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now for the important housekeeping. If you are suffering with your mental health, there is a crisis button on the My Possible Self app that will signpost you to the correct information for immediate expert advice. 
Those of you who are listening on one of the podcast platforms, the My Possible Self app is completely free to download. So you don't need to worry about it costing you anything. If you're not already following us on social media, we are at My Possible Self and I've been at Radio Gabby. And guys, if you are enjoying the podcast series and you do have time to leave us a review, that would be so much appreciated. That's your lot from me for today. So please do take care and I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.